0: Welcome back to the Snack Walls podcast. I'm Mike Roberts, your host, and we're here to talk about increasing and maintaining diversity in tech beyond the perks. While companies think they can lure people in with unlimited PTO and dogs in the office, we're here to talk about how you keep them. So I'm going to throw it over to our special guest today in a few sentences. Can you tell us who you are and what it is that you do? Hey, Mike. Thanks for
1: having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, my name is Kian Nguyen. Uh, I identify as a Vietnamese, uh, black American, um, you know, first generation college grad, uh, my day job. I work as a product manager at teach for America, helping them uh, or the org, uh, pivot through a digital transformation and making our website personalized for our alum. Um, and then pre COVID, uh, was really active in the local startup community here, organizing our uh, San Diego Startup Week 2019.
0: Nice. And it's still gonna happen at some point virtually, right? Are we doing a virtual thing this year or what's, what's the deal with that? Absolutely. So uh,
1: it's turned into San Diego Startup Month. Uh, nice. And so it will be a month in this, later this year, so in the fall, uh, where we'll, we'll deliver that great content virtually.
0: I'm hearing from some leaders in tech that finding diverse talent is a challenge. What are your thoughts?
1: You know, I think that, you know, a question like this, there, there's like levels to this, right? So I think at the micro level, uh, I think the first question I want to ask is, okay, like what pools are you tapping into? Are you, you know, because when you think about how people recruiting, I think employee, employee referrals are like the most popular way in which people kind of find talent, right? So if your company uh, is not diverse already, that may or may not be a challenge. So I would encourage, you know, are you connect, like, you know, with the universities that you're partnering with, are you connecting with, you know, the affinity groups or or clubs that are on campus that will have a more diverse pool or, you know, conversely, you know, tapping into uh, professional networking spaces that may, you know, have an affinity slant, Um, I think at the macro level, though, right, like, just doing some homework before uh, this podcast, you know, I think there is a pipeline challenge. And so thinking about, uh, you know, when you look at STEM jobs, right, and like how the the racial or ethnicity breakdown of that, Blacks and Hispanics have like single digit uh, participation percentages. So, you know, of all the STEM jobs, uh, respectively, Blacks and Hispanics have less than 10% or a account for 10% of the, the STEM jobs in the US. So um, I think there's definitely room for improvement there. And I think companies can uh, play a huge role in that. Uh, you know, it makes me think about when I was in elementary school, right? Uh, one of the more fun field trips we had uh, was to visit a, a, a fire station. Now, I know that like the the visit was more about, you know, helping us learn about fire safety. But you know, just in my interactions with the firefighters that day, like I had a really clear understanding of, you know, what they did, and like, how would they go about their job? And like, you know, if I'm in a fire, like, how could I help them? I think uh, we need to do the same thing for tech jobs, you know, how can students aspire to be something if they don't know what it is? Um, You know, even with like my role, uh, I didn't even know it existed, you know, until I I started working at a tech company. So um, I think awareness is key. And I think, you know, if, schools can partner or companies can partner with schools to kind of bring that uh, awareness to the awesome opportunities there in tech. I think that would uh, go a long way.
0: Awesome. And now a follow up question on that. So when you were there at the firehouse, was there a black slash Asian firefighter? You know, to come to memory. No, I, I don't think so. so. They're in why you're not a firefighter today. <laughs> right? Maybe. I think that's a good point. <laughs> I think, again, sometimes you have to actually have that ability to see somebody and then see a reflection of yourself before you might feel that level of like, oh, that's something I should, you know, consider. Although you had a good sort of perspective of what the job was like, it still doesn't look like you had envisioned yourself in that role. And like, I just, I think it's wonderful when we can see more people that look like us inside of engineering shops and reflecting like, okay, if we want more of the community, we got to, we got to be out there talking about what these amazing jobs are. So so that said, what do you think about the push to remove uh, the requirement for CS degrees to get into some of these software engineering roles? I got to be
1: honest, I love this question because I think that you know our my personal view is that our education system is needs a revamp. Um, you know the the like the work landscape has changed so much, um, and we and I think especially when you're talking about like. Hard skills like coding. Uh, One, we don't have like our our system hasn't changed quickly enough to, you know, teach uh, uh, students how to code, right? Or about computer science. And so I think you know uh, schools and boot camps and all these alternative pathways where you can kind of learn a hard skill and actually demonstrate it. I'm I'm personally a huge fan.
0: Awesome. And to your your point, I remember when I went to college they were still teaching Fortran and I'm not that old. So um, it's like keeping pace is tough. And Absolutely. with all the standards and the fact that they have to be accredited and they have to like make sure their curriculum goes through all those rigors, it's really hard to balance making sure you've got the curriculum that's passed all of those checks with like, there's a new framework that's coming out every day in JavaScript, <laughs> so it's like Exactly, keeping up is pretty tough. So that said, do you think an apprenticeship pattern would also work for maybe like tech roles?
1: of course um you know i i'm a like i said i'm a product manager by day but i did go through a online learning platform to learn how to code and uh quickly realize it's it's not for me but i have such sure. a huge appreciation for it because it is so difficult right and i think having another person next to you or like you know well, i guess not now because of the pandemic but um having a, a resource or a person where you can kind of brainstorm ideas on the fly, kind of like the work environment, right? Like between products and engineering. Um, I think that would go a long way because in absence of that, right, all we have are, you know, forums or, you know, uh, help documentation and, you know, that the quality of that <laughs> varies. Right. And so um, it, it would I think it would just make that learning happen faster and you'd have, and you'd also learn uh, soft skills that are, applicable to the workplace too.
0: Yeah, super relevant. I mean, most of the shops will tell us that they really want those soft skills over any of the specific languages and frameworks that they teach. They just want like good employees, like decent people that can, you know, think and communicate well, work well amongst other people, all those kinds of like, you know, things that are not necessarily baked into the Mm -hmm. curriculum, but are just part of the either apprenticeship or bootcamp or whatever that mechanism is that you use to wrap people up. So- 100% agree. Now, what advice would you share with companies that are looking to retain diverse staff? Let's say they put the work in, they're actually reaching out in the community, they're finding diverse, they're finding women engineers, and they're getting them in the organization. How do you keep them? I
1: think, you know, just like any um, thing that's important to a company, you have to measure it, right? Um, And, and so measuring retention, and then, you know, thinking, almost treating it as, like, a, you know, your company as a product, right? You get them in the door, um, and so thinking about, like, okay, what part of your experiences uh, are not, like, up to standard, and, you know, just creating that that culture that where, you know, there's, there's no, like, microaggressions or, you know, just really making it, it uh, consistent or uh, just, like, part of the culture, not just, like, some, like, checkbox that you're kind of doing say like, okay, we have enough, you know, engineers or uh, tech talent of like that identifies like people of color. All right, like now let's go on to, with our day to day. I think it really has to be ingrained into the culture.
0: Absolutely, so it's gotta be a embedded, not necessarily like a, an activity, it's just a check the box kind of deal, so. Agreed. Get it. So who is somebody like yourself that you think would be a good person for me to chat with and have maybe on the program, a leader, amongst people that like think about these kinds of topics?
1: I think I can do one better. I I know of a person that has like actually done this, right? Like building a pipeline. So uh, the executive director of Startup San Diego, Alexa Ray Navarro. um,
0: Oh, I know who that person is. Yeah. uh, All right, so Alexa's now on the radar. So tell us a little bit about your experience with Alexa why you think that she'd be a shiny example of like somebody can talk about this.
1: Well, prior to her role with Startup San Diego, uh, she worked with the city of Los Angeles, uh, I think in their commerce department or, or t- team. Um, but what she did was like help build programs that connected underserved and diverse like community college students and entrepreneurs to the tech sector. So um, I don't remember all the companies, uh, but like they're they like recognizable uh, brands, and so you know she was able kind kind of come in at that angle from the uh, what's the term I'm thinking of, like community development perspective, right? From right. the city thinking about it and trying to act on it, which I think it I think she, she'd have great uh, stories to tell.
0: Awesome. All right, so I'm going to reach out to Alexa uh, Navarro and see if we can get Alexa Ray on, and uh, she'd be a good guest. I agree, 100. So now I'd like to ask you. Where can we find out more information about what you're working on, what you've got going on? This is, again, a great time for you to pitch any shameless plugs you'd like to make, have at it.
1: Yeah, I think uh, right now, uh, just given everything, not I'm not doing too much, but I think, you know, again, Sa- uh, San Diego Startup Month, uh, definitely go to, go to the website, check it out. Um, I know, like, the team is still working really hard to kind of make that event happen. Uh, we're, we're not just thinking of it as, like, Let's just take a webinar. Like, let's just turn our content into a webinar and just have people listen to speakers talk. We're really thinking about how do we um, take event events or conferences and like replicate that virtually. Um, yeah. So definitely keep uh,
0: pay attention to that. Um, yeah that's all that's all i have (laughs) all right so i'll put the link to the startup week in the notes even though it's startup month i'm assuming it's still going to be the same startup week website and that's to be the entry place for people to go to and then i just look forward to it i hope it is just as interactive and as immersive and of experience as it typically is it's always fantastic so i'm excited to be part of it as well um so last and final question what have you been snacking on lately what is your favorite snack
1: Ooh, such a hard question. Just again, a lot of stress eating these past couple of months. Um, la- how about I'll just give you my last snack? So Trader Joe's has this amazing uh, key lime pie, uh, and oh, I cannot get enough of it right now.
0: <laughs> key lime. That's pretty fancy. Now that's a fancy snack, <laughs> one that's got to stay refrigerated. And yeah. but I like that. Key it lime doesn't is, stay in the fridge is, long. Legit. <laughs> Exactly. Thanks again for the work that you do at San Diego, as well as just being a voice to the community for diversity and inclusion. Thank you for having me, Mike. Absolutely. And for everybody else listening out there um, on the interwebs, make sure you like, subscribe and check out more episodes of Snack Walls. I'm Mike Roberts. Until next time. Peace the san diego code school is a proud sponsor of the snack walls podcast the san diego code school is leading companies to tech equity the tech enabled apprenticeship program is a venture whose heart is to do a lot of social good and do good work you can help san diego code school secure funding for change by hiring developers bringing a team in to relieve your backlog or becoming a program sponsor you can visit us on the web for more information at http colon forward slash forward slash sdcs.io